What's good, family? It's Kat. I'm an entrepreneur, small business owner, and self-published author. If you haven't already, please check out the Minding My Black-Owned Business, Women in Business podcast. This space was created to celebrate and highlight successful Black women entrepreneurs in the community who represents the culture. Get free business tips and resources for Black women aspiring to start their own businesses. If you currently have a business, tune in with us. If you would like to be a guest on the show, email us at dopeblackbiz at gmail.com. See you soon. Shazada Dealer. She is a board certified specialist in gerontological nutrition who strives to educate and empower individuals to becoming proactive members and managing their health. She has a master's in social work from the University of Michigan and she also attended Eastern Michigan University's coordinated program in dietetics. Her experiences entails working in both acute and long-term care settings. She uh, is an advocate for community outreach programs focused on teaching nutrition education through speaking engagements, cooking demonstrations, and grocery store tours, outpatient counseling, private practice, and have made guest appearances on Channel 2, 4, 7, and DPTV. Her specialties focus on geriatric and family sports nutrition, gardening, and prevention of type 2 diabetes. Help me welcome our guest today, Ms. Shazada Beeler. So welcome to the podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Sadie. Nutrition, health, and wellness plays a critical part in our community in regards to health and development. According to evidence-based and the World Health Organization, better nutrition is related to improved infant health for children, maternal health, and also nutrition health also builds stronger immune systems. So from your experience in the field of nutrition and working with patients who are pre-diabetics and diabetics of all ages, how would you find, how would you define health nutrition? That is a, you know, that's a good question. I know oftentimes we think about it only, you know, in health as in terms of just our food, but it is, you know, in terms of like our mental and our social and our spiritual health um, as well. But I think it's important to take in consideration like different social determinants of health that affect the way that we eat, the type of foods that we choose. So I often sometimes, probably most times, don't even use the terms like healthy, unhealthy, or good or bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, the, the, sometimes the terms health can really be, for some people, intimidating in terms of the type of foods that one might think that they're expected to eat. It could be alienating. You know, if somebody's eating something that's not considered, quote unquote, healthy, like a bag of chips, for example, um, they might be offended, you know, and not knowing maybe that's what they have accessible at home. So in terms of nutrition, it's really looking at the way, you know, food impacts our body, you know, the way it fuels Mm -hmm. us, 
and provides our body with what it needs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's different ways to really like kind of like look at nutrition, but I know sometimes we minimize it to just specific nutrients and calories and what sort, but I kind of look at it from a larger point of view of, you know, what's really fueling people and to get them to understand what their body might need. Right, right. It's so important that we continue to take care of ourselves <laughs> at mm-hmm. all stages, you know, not just um, putting that information into our children with raising them right to eat all of their vegetables and then get their proteins and things like that. But, you know, continuing that being consistent and eating all the right things that we need. So people like you are a jewel for the community (laughs) with (laughs) providing all of the information and tools that we need. But with that, um, I want to ask you, with all of the work and things that you are continually to do in a community, what inspired you? So two different scenarios come in mind. One, my aunt had endometrial cancer like in my early 20s, and I didn't know much about that. Honestly, Mm -hmm. naively, I think when people get about 50 or so, in my mind, I just thought they naturally just develop health problems and that was it. But that's me being Mm -hmm. naive, not really understanding. So my mom had asked me to be involved in a decision making, and I just... I just kind of was like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But I remember having conversations with individuals after that and talking about the way food impacts our body, you know, looking at our lifestyle and how that impacts our health. Mm -hmm. And so that was like one area that kind of sparked my interest in, in wanting to learn a little bit more about food. Then probably a couple of years later when I was in grad school, Um, for social work, there was this in and out store across the street. And a lot of us were pulling overnighters trying to finish like research projects. And we would go there and get that greasy pizza. And something just made me think like, this isn't right. Like, why are we not properly fueling our body? But I just didn't have that information to know which foods help to give us the energy that we need. So those two different scenarios made me want to learn more about how food impacts the body and what is it that we need to survive. Wow. That's deep. That's really deep. Hmm. <laughs> That's really deep. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how real life situations or watching what other people go through like inspire us to want to do better or inspire us to do more for the community like um when I met you at Beaumont um my why was because of my daughter's health because she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and I thought well hey if I could be an advocate for someone who has type 1 diabetes, why not advocate and give my time for people who can't speak up for themselves, you know, like parents of uh, young ones who have type 1 diabetes, or even people who are looking to get the help, you know, providing them the tools and the information that they need to uh, live longer just by Mm -hmm. exercising and doing all the other things that they need. So interesting, mm. really interesting. Okay, so you answered my other question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 
my I mean, but my my why mm-hmm. I feel like it's evolved. So starting okay. out in the dietetics, like I just want to help people eat healthier, right? Whatever mm-hmm. I learned in school, eat more fruits and vegetables, exercise, right? And so probably within the past few years, I feel like people need more information than than just that. Because most of the times when people approach me, um, unless they have some digestive issues, it's always about weight loss. And I've just found over time and just reading different literature that the more that we obsess over diet and weight loss, we gain more weight. We are never satisfied. And what it teaches us is to be dissatisfied with our bodies, as well as diets teaches us to silence our internal cues. Like we don't trust ourselves to be able to eat things moderately. We don't, we don't feel we have that control. And that's what diet has teaches us. So we live mm-hmm. in a diet culture, which for me is like very disturbing. I'm trying to find ways to dismantle it, but I find myself in practice and outpatient counseling, just really helping to affirm the strengths that people have to take that one actionable step to live a healthier life, you know, and it's not right. like flip your, flip your diet all over in one night. It's really what is going to be sustainable? You know, mm-hmm. what's an sustainable approach? I don't want to diet. That's not something that I want to do. Um, and I know people tend to focus on weight, but then the shift in the conversation comes from, I just want to feel good. I just want to be able to breathe a little bit better. I just want to feel more energized and have mental clarity. And so those are some of the things that I find that people focus on, but my why really is to really help people build self-efficacy, like their ability to set forth that goal and live in a healthier life and accomplishing that and whatever that may look for them, not what I tell them, but providing guidance on clarity just living a healthier life beyond just the foods that you eat yes yes I agree I totally Mm -hmm. agree because if they don't want to do it for themselves and they're just listening to you there's not going to be no purpose behind that yeah that's not that's not Mm. so we're working in the field of nutrition and um, doing all the things that you do what challenges or barriers have you encountered since working in the field of nutrition and how did you overcome it? I mean, just uh, quite a few things. So like, I I just want to say like people who aren't dietitians, people who mm-hmm. might call themselves nutritionists and don't have the same level of education and schooling that I've gone through, like I respect those individuals, right? And I I welcome them. But sometimes I feel like we're all competing to provide information that we think um, is the right guidance for people when some of the information that is presented by individuals that are not dietitians isn't scientific-based, right? People are just, you know, Mm -hmm. just Googling and going off of resources and saying, this is what I heard. So oftentimes, like even when I have clients, it's, it's me against the internet, right? And when I say the internet, I'm talking about like peer reviewed journals or, you know, science-based um, studies, you know, that are credible, like grade A credible. We're talking about there's this competition amongst different practitioners to provide information that isn't always sound. And so you always feel this need as a dietitian to prove yourself. 
Mm. Like how, you know, how does one prove themselves, right? The cer- certification alone, right? Being a registered dietitian isn't enough. So in the field of nutrition, it is so large. It makes the most sense for people to specialize in areas that they enjoy and have an interest in. It is so difficult to keep abreast with all the information in all the different fields. So it's just better to, how I overcome that, right, was specialized. So mm-hmm. my my certification, it's a board certified specialist in geotological nutrition, meaning how do I how do I best take care of like the older adult population? What is it that they need? What is it that is lacking? And most of the time, it's not just about nutrition. It's being able to be familiar with the different services available for them when they're living alone, they're not social. Is there any congregate meal places for them to um, kind of socialize with other people? Because that's very important and essential mm-hmm. for their health. You know, or is there meals on wheels nearby? Maybe they can get out to a congregate place to eat with other people. So it's just like you specialize. And I did that because I worked in a nursing home for eight years. And if I wanted to provide the best appropriate care, I need to stay abreast with the information that impacted them most, as opposed to, you know, some people get certified in sports dietetics or renals, which mean kidneys or weight management. So it's a very large field. And so Mm -hmm. people going into it just need to have an idea of what area that they want to have expertise in, as opposed to kind of get drowned in all the nutrition information, because it's a lot. It can be challenging. I think now, since we have access to uh, things to be at our fingertips so quickly with uh, social media, the internet, all of those things, there's so much information out there and we don't know what's actual, actual, you know, what, what is real. So for mm-hmm. instance, I've been researching more about uh, specifically uh, health wellness. So mm-hmm. your uh, traditional and your holistic. So I came across this lady named Queen Afu. She is a holistic practitioner with over 40 years of experience in the field practicing specifically mm-hmm. wellness, spiritual mm-hmm. wellness, you know, inside and out, and with that nutrition. And she has videos and all types of things out there in social media. And she also has a, a book out, The Sacred Woman, where she talks about healing and guidance on um, the feminine our bodies, you know, healing our wounds and um, strengthening family and, you know, communicating with our bodies. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's so much, you know, but this is a different type of health wellness. Like you said, there's a lot of different types of information out there. Um, are you familiar with this lady? I'm Have not. Okay. I'm not. Yeah, but just like her experience and like the things that she talks about, you know, she has conferences, classes, everything. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. how real is this stuff, <laughs> you know, that she's talking about, you know? So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's amazing too. Like I said, even as I, you know, I'd be the first one to tell. Um, my clients or my patients when I'm working at the hospital or outpatient counseling, I don't know it all. And a lot of people, 
they're not brave enough and vulnerable to say that. And I'm like, listen, that takes pressure off of me. If it's, mm -hmm. if it's something that I haven't been exposed to, I'll definitely go research and I'll definitely go talk to people who have that area of expertise. I have those mm -hmm. resources, but there are just so many people that are just well resourced and have experience like the woman that you spoke of has so many years of experience in there like I would be willing to listen and 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 watch it because clearly she have more experience than I've lived almost <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's like like I said I respect other people's professions that aren't dietitian because I feel like it we all can learn from one another and I know we're in competition with each other, but I don't want to be in competition with folks. I I just want to provide people with the best care. And I'd imagine um, there are some people who are in alignment with that value of wanting to provide appropriate and proper care based on the experiences, you know, that they've had. Right, right. And it's, it's so many different things out there for us to have at our fingertips now with uh, technology, but um, as a professional, uh, if someone, if one of your clients came to you and they asked if you could provide them with um, tips and information on how to start, starting a healthy food regimen or starting to lose weight, you know, what information would you give them as just beginning their journey into this? Yeah, well, honestly, um, before I would even give them anything, I want to get to know them. And that's just what I do in my outpatient counsel. I'm always asking, what's the reason for your visit? What do you hope to get out of our conversation? And what, if any, do you have concerns over? And so, like you said, they're like, I want to eat healthier. And so I want to explore that. Why is that important to you? And that person might think I'm asking a rhetorical question. And as a dietitian, I should know this, but I don't know why this is important. You know, is there a family history of something? Have you been noticing in the pandemic that you've gravitated towards a certain lifestyle that's different from the one that you have, you know, as a response to trying to, you know, manage um, being in the pandemic? So what I do is like I tell people, you know, I don't tell them. I ask them to share with me everything they eat and drink in the day like everything, you know, what's their mood behind why they eat, you know, certain foods. Um, there is no judgment. There's never no judgment. I am never the food police because that's, that's, <laughs> that's not helpful. And right. I think people are, people are scared when they come to a dietitian. they often think I'm going to hand them a, a meal plan. And I'm not because I believe in putting the patient in the driver's seat, right? You know mm -hmm. yourself, you know your barriers, you know mm -hmm. what you are, are not willing to do. I help you navigate through that process. But as we get to, to explore what it is that they eat and drink, you know, I think about the recommendations, like the dietary guidelines for Americans. And I say, okay, well, I notice, you know, you don't really have much colorful food in there. Tell me a little bit more about that. And when I say colorful food, I'm specifically talking about fruits and vegetables, right? right. Um, we talk, we spend time talking about that, but I share with them the we talk about the benefits. Now, remember, I said, I don't really, I don't really use the words healthy, right? So I'm always asking, why do you think it's recommended we eat fruits and vegetables? And their response, because it's healthy. I said, tell me more, because that's not having you go to the store and get a head of broccoli and just eating it will willingly, right? Nobody, it's healthy, right? And me saying, oh, it has minerals and vitamins in there. Don't nobody care about that. I mean, some people do, but that's not mm -hmm. what's going to entice you. You know, you have to give people tangible references 
You know, are they constipated? Because that's my conversation. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Maybe it looks like you're lacking fruits and vegetables. You're not eating enough fiber. That will help your digestive system move. And I, I go in depth of what that looks like, why the fiber does that. Because me being a little nerd, sometimes I want to know how physiologically does food function in the body? How does it move it through? You can't just tell me it does like explain the reactions and everything. And then I will express it in layman terms to people mm -hmm. so that they can understand. But really when they, people want to make changes in their diet, include, you know, I will say include more plant-based food. I'm not an advocate of somebody being a vegetarian or vegan. That is an individual's own exploration to explore. Mm -hmm. um, but what I will talk about is how, how can you, add in more plant-based foods because it's just been well-researched, the long-term health benefits. How do we add those in, right? If you're allergic to certain foods, we're not going to talk about those, but it's really exploring their diet and giving them one thing to focus on within a week. And then that next week, how did everything go? What are some areas that we need to change? Let's tweak it before we go on to another area of their diet that needs improvement, but more fruits, more vegetables, excuse me, drink more water. Um, if, if often cook a little bit more often. Mm -hmm. um, and then for some people that's like, what, I'm not getting anything dirty. And so we kind of talk about ways to navigate around that. Maybe you purchase foods that's already prepared and cut up for you so that the time it takes to assemble it and put it together is not time consuming. So just, you know, less overly processed foods, like, for example, beef jerky versus you actually getting lean meat and preparing mm. it yourself, right? Not as Very processed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, fat, I mean, I know people love to dine out, right? And that can, that can be a part of the diet, but maybe having those foods less often because you don't have much control over the ingredients that are put into it. But I do meet with a lot of people that are on both spectrums, those that love to cook, those that don't have any clue of how to use a pot and pan. So we got to navigate that. It's not telling them, well, you, know, you got to go cook. No, it's like, how do I meet them where they are so that they still can be successful? And that's the difference with Sadie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you, like just watching you and like how you navigate that getting to know the whole of them and then breaking it down to them and meeting them where they are is a different approach than Jill that's at such and such <laughs> healthcare who's a nutritionist. You know, they just give you a sheet of paper and say, okay, here you go. Eat these foods, do this regimen, and I'll see you in a month. You know, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I... I will share like a friend of mine who's on dialysis, she was saying, well, first and first of all, I've never met a black dietitian. And then she said her dietitian is not personable. It is literally like, hey, here's this sheet. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. And she was like, well, well, wait, can you walk me through this? Can we talk about what it is that I eat? And she's like, mm -hmm. in the two years, she has not personalized care for me. And I said, that's insane. Right. How wow. is someone supposed to be successful on what is what appears to be presented as a very restricted diet? And you're not going to meet them where they are to provide them the gems to help them be successful to get on a transplant list. Mm. It's not just about eat well. They want to know 
what is the criteria to get on a transplant list? And it's not just lose weight and have a healthy body mass index. It is literally like a list of things that you have to do. You know, if you're diabetic, control blood pressure. If you're, if you drink a lot of alcohol, you have to sustain from it. You know, you can't have certain cardiac, cardiac um, issues or infection, you know, but right. you've you got to have people that are, that are compassionate. You know, and we have to move beyond what we learned in school because that's only a small fraction of it. It's the experience that you develop working with people in and out, you know, and that's important. Very important and personable. You know, you're building these relationships with people. They're trusting you. So they're going to be more honest with you and more able to open up to tell you the underlying health issues, medications that they're taking. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. Um, By the way, are you at this time um, doing consultations for people who are interested in finding a nutritionist? Okay. And do you offer like uh, virtual consultations? I do, because I know nobody wants to, um, you know, meet in person, I gather. Okay. You offer um, virtual consultations. And so you typically, dietitians will have one nutrition consultation for like an hour and a half and two follow-ups. But for me, it's important that I, you know, it's important that I provide the most amount of support so that person is successful. So I offer... Um, two different type of like packages. So one is like nutrition consultation, which consists of 60 minute, get to know you, figure out your goals. Let's set that up, create an action plan. And then there are three 30 to 45 minute follow-ups. And then we talk weekly because honestly, the more frequent um, contact that we have, it really influenced the success of the person's outcome. Um, for some other people who's like, I need coaching. Like, I don't just need a consultation and follow up. Like, I need mm-hmm. to talk to you weekly, maybe twice in a week. So I do offer, like, coaching, similar, what are your goals? Um, we can meet, you know, depends on how often they want to meet, at least once a week. But for some people, they want to check in. So it's twice a week. So, and, and it could last however long the person wants to for months at a time. So I have those two, coaching and nutrition consultations. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sadie, for calling in and speaking with the community to give your information on your whole wellness, nutrition and whole wellness, <laughs> because it's, 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 it's not just one-sided. I That's really not. enjoyed this conversation. Um, do you have any other plugs you want to share with the community, any upcoming virtual events you have going on? No, right now I just have like the consultations um, going on right now. So if people want to find me, they can find me on Instagram at Shiseida Hughes. And so I'll spell that because it's a tongue twister. So it's S-H-I-S-E-I-D-A-H-U-G-H-E-S. You can find me on there. You can send me a message. Soon I'll have a website. It's in the working. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. 
And mm-hmm. I hope that all is well over there on your end in this whole <laughs> pandemic situation. I know. I know. <laughs> you too. Just staying safe and saying. Yes. <laughs> and take care. You Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions about today's episode, please email us at dopeblackbiz at gmail.com. Peace and blessings, family.